What's up, everybody? It's Joe with We Are H Development. We are about accountability, positivity, emotional and spiritual development, apes. So next, let's talk about brokenness of love and how love gets broken. We've all experienced relationships coming apart, coming to an end. We, I'm sure that you... Well, I can't speak for everyone. I can speak for myself. I have definitely experienced relationships that I thought were going to last a lifetime that got broken. And whether it be friendships, whether it be infatuations, whether it be compassionate love or passionate love, whatever type of love it was, I've had experiences with all types of love that I thought was never going to end. And uh, as human beings, I feel like we have a sense of permanency about us. When things are good, we feel like it's going to be good forever. And when things are bad, we feel like it's going to be bad forever. Like we don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's part of the process in evolving and growing and, and learning from situations and learning life's lessons is we get to see the light at the end of the tunnel and we get to get to the other side of whatever it is. So let's talk about some of the things that breaks love's bonds, right? First and foremost on the list is bad behaviors, bad behaviors that are unacceptable to us or to a partner, uh, smoking, drinking, gambling, uh, lack of self care, right? Letting oneself go. People gain a bunch of weight or develop bad eating habits or use eating to comfort other things that are wrong right? Comfort eating is definitely a coping mechanism. So how oftentimes do people end up depressed or in a relationship where their partner is depressed or their partner goes through a traumatic experience and, you know, we lose attractiveness. We, we stop being attractive, attracted or attractive to our partners. And that's definitely something that can break the bond and can, and can create a divide between two people. Number two, obviously, is cheating. Um, probably should be at the top of the list, but uh, the research that I did, it was definitely not at the top of the list. Cheating obviously doesn't affect every relationship, but it definitely affects some to the point of no return. Hearts get broken. Trust gets broken. Obviously, loyalty ceases to exist if somebody steps out on a relationship. I have been a cheater, um, admittedly, and I have been cheated on. And it's something that I don't tolerate or won't tolerate now. Uh, I've certainly tried to come back from a relationship, come back in a relationship where I stepped out or where my partner stepped out, and it is near impossible. There's no undoing certain things. So being unsupportive, if you stop being supportive of your significant other's wants, needs, and desires, what you're really conveying to them is that they are no longer worth your time or your energy. And someone is only going to allow you to make them feel that way for so long before they stop giving you access to them. I'm only going to allow someone so many opportunities of making me feel like I'm not worthy of their time or I'm not worthy of their energy when I'm confiding in them or leaning on them or sharing with them something about a work relationship or a work situation or a 
personal relationship or a friendship, something that I need emotional support in. And if I'm not getting that, if my partner seems uninterested, I'm only going to allow them to make me feel that way for so long before I stop allowing them access to me. I would probably communicate what I needed and what I felt like I wasn't getting. But how often does that happen? How often does somebody feel unsupported and feel like they don't matter or their significant other doesn't care about their feelings or care about investing time and energy into their feelings? That's a difficult thing to, to address and to identify and to definitely to talk about. The next thing I want to talk about is toxic people. I have had the personal experience of being a toxic person, uh, a friend to my best friend in life. You know, he allowed me access to his family and I would go to parties and functions at his house and I embarrassed him and I embarrassed his wife by getting drunk and showing out and just being an asshole to her friends and really embarrassed myself. So I had to make amends for that behavior. I had to set right that wrong. I had to take responsibility for the person that I was and the way that I was behaving. And through no fault of his own, my friend was harming the bonds of his love connection with his spouse because he allowed me access to their life. And I think that lots of times we have friends that are toxic that we wish weren't or we love them anyway because we've been friends with them for so long and, and we love them and we accept them flaws and all. And, and thank God for that kind of friendship because that man is still my friend today. Uh, and I'm not the same person that I was. So toxic people with number six, withholding affection or attention. How often times have we been in relationships where either we've been hurt or turned off or been negatively affected by our significant other. And so we were cold to them. We gave them the cold shoulder, right? We withheld physical attention or affection. Uh, fear has caused that. When I went through cancer, uh, my significant other was so afraid of being close to me and losing me that she actually became ineffectionate physically to protect herself. And that was harmful to me. And that drove a wedge in our love bond and our connection. So th this is just my experience, but the point is, is that people do this all the time. Um, when we feel rejected from lack of affection or lack of attention, it's only going to be a matter of time before we allow someone to make us feel rejected or unwanted before we no longer want to be a part of that relationship. And therefore the love connection, the love functionality gets broken. Lying, number seven. Uh, and, and why does this happen? Why do people lie in relationships, especially when they love someone? Well, more often than not, it's because we don't want to hurt the person, right? We don't want them to get hurt by something that we've done. We don't want them to find out the truth about a decision or a choice that we made. Well, that's bullshit. We lie because we don't want to look bad. It's not about protecting them. It's about protecting us. I don't want 
you to leave me if you find out about something that I did or I said. One of my most valued relationships in this life, I destroyed with lying. And it was my fear. I wasn't lying to protect her from the truth. I was, I was lying because I was afraid she would leave me if she knew the truth. I was afraid she would leave me if she knew that I had a problem with drugs and that I was sneaking around getting loaded behind her back. That she wouldn't want me anymore. I wasn't lying to protect her feelings. I was lying to protect mine. Anyway, so lying is a huge, a huge destroyer of trust. It's a huge destroyer of relationships and that love bond. Right? Those connections that we have with people get destroyed. Those That trust gets broken and there's no coming back. Stealing is another one. Financial infidelity. Stealing from your significant other. Uh, you know, this happens a lot of times when somebody's stay at home. Whether it be a stay at home mom or stay at home dad or, or whatever the case may be. Whoever the breadwinner is. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we start depending on other people financially. We start feeling like we're not getting what we need or deserve. Uh, it leads us to, to misbehave and to start withholding funds or stashing funds or reallocating funds, whatever you, however you want to look at it, it becomes deceitful and in and of itself becomes a form of lying and is harmful. Right. And there stem all other forms of, uh, failing. Uh, which leads us right into communication, right? So lying, stealing is broken trust, broken loyalty, broken commitment, broken love bonds. Communication is hugely important, certainly not the last and certainly not the least. Uh, communicating is the single most important element of relationships. If we're not communicating our needs, wants, and desires, how is our partner supposed to know what we need, want, and desire? How are they supposed to meet our needs if we're not communicating those things? Um, a lot of times when some of these other things have happened, misdirected anger, withholding affection or attention, lying, dishonesty, deceit. Um, when, when these other things happen, communication breaks too. Communication stops working. We stop making an effort. And, uh, and that leads us into finally the last part of love being broken is giving up, right? All of these things point out the fact that love is conditional. Uh, love between two people that aren't maternal, mother or father, child, son, daughter, whatever it may be, uh, any kind of love that isn't agape or maternal is conditional. All of these things cause us to fall out of love and to stop loving someone and to stop caring uh, and putting forth effort and energy and time, especially when we feel like it's one-sided or it's undeserved. So we give up. We, we, we quit emotionally. We quit mentally. We quit physically. We quit physically trying to be affectionate. We quit mentally investing our, ourselves into being supportive. We quit emotionally investing ourselves into being supportive. We give up and we quit and the relationship ceases. Sometimes we need to do that. Sometimes a relationship becomes so toxic and so unhealthy that we need to quit and we need to give up and we need to move on because it's the healthiest thing for us. 
So let's talk about let's talk about how to prevent that from happening. Let's talk about practicing healthy love and what that looks like. How do we maintain healthy bonds and grow healthy bonds emotionally? First and foremost, I think is vulnerability, being vulnerable with another human being, sharing intimate sides of you or intimate parts of you that everybody else doesn't get to see, being willing to talk about things that are hard or hurtful or traumatic, sharing traumatic experiences and how you got through that and allowing somebody access to you on the deepest, most intimate level. Being vulnerable with someone is one of the highest levels of intimacy that you can achieve, right? Speaking to my friends who have been married, I have friends who have been married for most of their lives. And the number one thing when I say, what is the secret to success? It's forgiveness. Forgiveness is a huge part of practicing love. Forgiving someone their shortcomings. Forgiving someone's errors. Recognizing that we're only human and that we all make mistakes is a huge part of love and practicing love is being tolerant and being kind and forgiving people their errors. The other side of that coin is acknowledging when we make mistakes, apologizing when our mistakes or our behavior is harmful, and then making an effort or a declaration that we will try to do better. Part of this apes mentality is accountability. So to me, one of the biggest things that I can do to practice love in a relationship is to admit my faults, admit when I've been wrong, admit, admit when I've overreacted to my feelings and my tone got condescending or a look that I gave was condescending or harsh. Look, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to be more mindful and I'll try to do better. That goes a long way from to showing someone that you care. That's the next thing on the list. Show someone that you care by listening, by being supportive. Sometimes we just need to shut the hell up and listen to what our partner has to say so they can communicate what their needs, wants, and desires are or what their concerns are. Listening shows that you care. Make time for someone. Date nights are hugely important. We get so busy. We get so caught up. Whether it's a personal relationship or a friendship or whatever it may be, make time. Go out for dinner. Go out for coffee. One of the most valuable commodities that I have is my time. One of the greatest things that I can do for my relationships and for my relationship and my friendships and my relationships is to be giving of my time, to make time, to grow those bonds and those connections. One of my best friends I have dinner with pretty regularly, at least once a month or so, and we catch up, we make time. We go out and we talk and we catch up and we share our experiences with each other and we relate and laugh. Going out for coffee is another great one to build on relationships or connectivity with other human beings. Let people know you care by making time in your busy schedule. Reciprocating loving gestures and acts of kindness, right? Acknowledging when someone does something loving or thoughtful. 
Tell them that you appreciate it. Nobody likes to feel like their efforts are left unnoticed. Nobody likes to feel like they've made an effort and it didn't matter. Let someone know that it had an impact when they do something thoughtful for you, when they go out of their way to make you a meal or to get you something that you like, that they know you like. Whether it be music or some sort of hobby or interest or something that you like to do, tickets to a game, tickets to a movie, whatever it is, let them know that you appreciate them recognizing your wants, needs, and desires, and then reciprocate that. Be thoughtful yourself. Go out of your way to do something loving. And, you know, one of the, one of the healthiest relationships I've ever had, we used to love to cook together and we would hang out in the kitchen and laugh and talk and relate and connect. And some of our most intimate moments were just lovingly sharing each, ourselves with each other. And that is a huge part of practicing love as well, sharing yourself, sharing your soul, sharing your emotions, sharing your thoughts and your, and your viewpoints. And, you know, we used to hang out in the kitchen and laugh and joke and talk and bake. And some of those, those are some of my fondest memories of that relationship. And it's because we took time. We made time for each other. We showed each other that we meant what we meant to one another. We showed affection. We were physically affectionate. We shared ourselves and we made loving gestures and, and random acts of kindness the other thing that I want to talk about is, is when it comes to practicing love is recognizing good behavior, reinforcing good behavior and, and good qualities. Uh, an attaboy or an girl goes a long way, right? Like letting someone know like, hey, I really appreciate that you did that. Thank you for being you. It speaks volumes about how you feel about someone and it reinforces that connectivity and that bond. When you are sincere and intimate with someone and say, I really just appreciate you. I appreciate the things that you do and I appreciate you being you because that's all you, that's all that you need to do to make me happy and to make me love you and appreciate you is just be yourself. And that goes so far. Like who doesn't want to hear that? And we get so caught up in work and family and other friendships and drama and chaos and the busyness of life that we forget to show our appreciation for the people that mean the most to us. Practice loving people by doing some of these simple things, by being forgiving, by acknowledging when you make, and, and, and owning when you make a mistake and apologize, show you care, listen, make time for them, reciprocate loving gestures Recognizing good qualities and behavior, sharing yourself, sharing about yourself, showing affection, and most importantly, make it unconditional. Don't stop loving someone or stop being friends with someone because of some stupid reason. My best friendships and my best relationships are unconditional. That means that I don't expect anything from them. There's not any kind of reward or payment for me for being their friend. I just love them as people. I love them as my brothers and sisters. And I let them know often. So when it comes to practicing love and working on loving relationships, 
I think the best advice that I could give anyone is to practice being the person that you want to have in your life. Practice being the type of partner that you want to have. Love unconditionally. Show affection. Share yourself. Recognize good qualities in other people. Reciprocate loving gestures and acts of kindness. Make time for people. Listen to people. Show that you care. Acknowledge your mistakes and apologize for them. Offer forgiveness. Be vulnerable. If those are the qualities that you want to have in a loving relationship, then practice being those things. You will attract what you feel that you deserve. You will attract what you feel that you are worth. You will attract like-minded people because those people will recognize those qualities in you. I wish somebody had given me a guidebook on relationships and growing up and growing up emotionally and the amount of work and effort and where to focus my energies on work and effort in relationships. I'm going to close with, with true love. I've got some notes on true love and what that looks like. Um, true love is unconditional. It's selfless. It's free of expectations. It's nurturing. It's encouraging growth. It's not controlling. True love is empathetic. Meaning when your significant other is hurting, you're hurting. You, you feel what they feel. You share their emotions. True love is teamwork and partnership. True love is contentment. It's not anxious. True love is accepting and understanding. True love exhibits continued growth and togetherness. True love does not recognize ego. Your ego and pride should cease to exist where someone else's feelings are involved or where someone else's feelings are concerned. Uh, you should not care about saving face. You should care about saving their feelings and saving the relationship. Mutual respect. True love is mutual respect, respecting one another, respecting one another's beliefs and boundaries and practicing that. True love is a healing space. It heals, it's safe, it's protected. And most of all, true love is companionship, right? Through thick and thin, through better or worse. Uh, it's a counterpart. It's a partner in crime. It's a, it's a Bonnie and Clyde thing. I'm going to wrap up with what I believe are the keys to successful loving relationships. These are paramount above all else. I believe these are paramount and that is willingness. Communication. Number one, transparent, open communication about the things that really matter. Loving kindness. And meditation on being loving and kind. Think about your significant other when you're not together. Think about how you can be loving and kind to them when you're not together. These are keys. These, this is a, a tool that you can practice. Conflict resolution, first and foremost. Always be looking for solution. Stop pointing fingers. Stop pointing blame. Stop looking for someone to be at fault. It does not matter. 
At the end of the day, when you have a relationship with another human being, it does not matter who is at fault. What matters is what happened and how to get past it and how to prevent it from happening again. It doesn't matter who did what first, who said what first. Your feelings got hurt. My feelings got hurt. Let's see how we can move forward and not hurt each other's feelings again. Conflict resolution is number one. Communication, willingness, forgiveness, and most importantly, love is not contractual. It doesn't mean that we give up or quit because of any one thing. If we're practicing forgiveness, if we're acknowledging our mistakes, if we're creating a loving, healing, protected space, there should be no reason to quit. There should be no reason to have uh, boundaries in place. I'm not going to be with you anymore or love you anymore if you do this. Those are boundaries that we set with toxic people. Those are boundaries that we set with people who aren't our significant other, someone who we're not in a loving, bonding, connected relationship with, whether it be personal, emotional, uh, whatever kind of relationship it is. Those kinds of boundaries and those kinds of limitations and restrictions are, are set aside for practicing healthy boundaries with people. You shouldn't be having to set healthy boundaries with people <clears throat> who have access to you on the, on the most intimate level. If you're practicing the kind of love and exhibiting the kind of love that you want to experience, you shouldn't have to have a contract. You shouldn't have to set boundaries. There should be no contingency or it should just be a mutual understanding that we're both in this and we're both committed to figuring it out, whatever our differences may be. If you made it this far, bless you. I know it was a lot to digest. I probably could have done five episodes just on this one topic. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the support. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my channel. Please like the video. If you want to hear more, leave a comment.